We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and uh, I hope you guys are having the best Monday ever. Um, the sun is out. I have yoga teacher training later today. So today is just going to be such a fabulous day, and I'm just feeling really blessed and grateful to be sitting down and chatting with you guys. Last week, we had a total like girl catch up episode. And that was really nice just to kind of chat like we were on FaceTime or phone call with one another. And this week, we're kind of back to the roots that we know and love here on Manifest with Tori Simone. Um, And today, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about some routines rituals that I like to do on Sunday nights specifically to get me in the right mindset for the week ahead, but also when it comes to what default settings do you revert back to in moments of chaos or you have extra time. So these are the habits that you turn to or moments of, I don't really know what to do. So I'm just going to do what I've always done. Kind of just bring that into question of, are your default settings, for lack of a better term, best serving you? And are they serving a a better you and your higher self? Um, And then we'll kind of dive into that today. And we're actually going to end with a little bit of a journaling prompt today. So I'm really excited for this episode and I can't wait to dive into it. But before we do, I just want to make a fun announcement. So this has been something that I have been toying about toying around with the idea for a while now. And I was like, you know what? I just need to do it. 
So I'm really excited to say that the last Thursday of every single month, this podcast manifests with Tori Simone is going to be releasing a bonus episode. And what that bonus episode looks like might be different every month. So maybe it's a guest or maybe it's um, a meditation or a prompted journaling session, or maybe it's just a catch-up episode. Maybe I'll talk about honestly anything that comes to my mind. But one of the big reoccurring topics that I want on this bonus episode is a book club. And we talk a lot about books on this podcast because it's such a great way to stay educated and to continuously learn new things. And reading is such an important part of ever growing and ever changing and just continuously being a sponge throughout our life and just learning as much as we can. So I figured that for this month's bonus episode, which is going to be October 26. So in three weeks, um, this bonus episode for this month of October will be a book club episode. So we are going to read a book that I cannot shut up about and I'm excited to reread it. And it is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Now, this book is definitely spiritual. So know that going into it. Also know that you don't have to read every book that we put out there. You could always just listen to the episode and get some tidbits out with it. Um, This book is also shorter and it's very easy to digest. The author writes it in such a fantastic way that makes um, everything that he's saying very bite-sized and digestible. And it really changes the way you think and the way you approach um, situations, you approach yourself, the way you talk to yourself. At the end of this book, you should be able to walk away from it feeling better about yourself. And I really want to read books on here that we talk about a lot, but also that make you feel good. Like I, everything that we do with this podcast, I always want you to leave feeling like a better version of yourself than when you first listened to it. So this month's book for October is going to be The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And when I record the podcast, I will have a guest on with me to discuss the book so that we both get, you know, it's more of like a conversation between two people instead of me just like talking about the book. Um, So I'm really excited to bring on some friends for the book club episodes. So yes, the Manifest Book Club is now a thing. And the first book of the Manifest Book Club is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. It's a shorter book. It has larger font. You can get it physical or on the Kindle. And I am really, really excited. So um, that episode will come out Thursday, October 26th, where we discuss the untethered soul. So if you guys want to be a part of the first ever Manifest Book Club, get the book um, at your local bookstore, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, wherever you get your books and begin to read it. And I definitely recommend to have a pen and highlighter and a journal when you guys read this book because it is a powerful one and definitely will prompt some thinking and some questions that might challenge you a bit, but it is a really fantastic book. And I'm really glad that I read it because it's been an introduction to a lot of reoccurring themes that I've been seeing in my life since I've read the book. So I'm very excited. So today's whole theme of the episode is about rituals. 
and the importance of repetition in our actions. I have an episode all about repeating and it's called You Are What You Repeat. If you have not listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you listen to that episode because it really dives deep, deep, deep into the fact that we are the habits, the actions that we repeat. I'll link it below. It's one of my favorite episodes that I've ever put out. So I really want to kind of dive into rituals and the importance of repetition in our actions. And this was very, uh, it felt very called to me in this moment. So I was doing my normal Sunday night ritual and I knew I wanted to make an episode about the ritual that I do on Sunday nights. But then when I was in yoga, I wrote this script yesterday. I'm recording it today, but I, I was in yoga yesterday. So this was top of mind when I was scripting this episode. So when I was in yoga yesterday, um, we repeated Bird of Paradise, which is a pose um, in two separate poses. And there were a few glances that were exchanged around the room when we did this. So typically you would just do like a pose one on each side, especially a pose like Bird of Paradise is more of an inversion, I guess I would say. Um, don't quote me on it because I'm not a yoga teacher, but, um, there were definitely glances, like not really from me, but there were definitely glances from the more advanced yogis in the room going around. And the teacher mentioned, I can see the glances and I can see the confusion of doing bird of paradise twice on one side and coming at it from two different poses on the same side. Um, the first being a chair pose. And then the second was a, uh, crescent lunge twist. But then she said, And I see the confusion of repeating this pose twice on one side before even doing it on the other side. But how often do we repeat things in our lives? And that really, really stuck with me. And it stuck with me really hard because she said it in like almost an attitude kind of way that was like, yeah, like so true. Like how often do we repeat things in our life that doesn't serve us? And we think about that and just do it so nonchalantly. And we do it time and time again. But yet in yoga, when we were questioning repetition of a pose that does serve us and that does challenge us and that does good to the mind and body, why is it that we challenge that, but not the habits that don't serve us, but that we repeat in our daily lives time and time and time again. And repetition, rituals, routines, we could also call them the mundane, the constant, the baseline of our actions. When we fail and begin again, we come back to what it is that we know. And what it is that we know can either serve us or not. So we may as well make our home base or our baseline of knowledge the what it is that we know, something that actually serves us really well. So even when we fall out of routines or a system or fail altogether, which that happens in life, we all, none of us want to fail, but we fail. And that's part of life. It doesn't have to be big failures. It could be small failures. It could be when you flipped your egg this morning, it, it cracked when you were trying to get like the perfect dippy egg or your latte didn't pour right. Like these small failures, we revert back to our baseline habits or even when we feel uncertain of things and need a return to comfort, that comfort 
is very nurturing, that baseline that, that we're used to. And that comfort is beneficial. That comfort is best serving us. And that comfort is really kind of what I want to dive into. That comfort should be the ritual that best serves us instead of um, is almost toxic to us because some of our comfort zones aren't serving us. Some of our comfort zones are scrolling on TikTok for two hours. Some of our comfort zones are gossiping, you know, these things that don't best serve us when we could switch these habits. And I find that when life gets out of hand or really chaotic, my baseline of something that I like to do is I go to planning. And I do this because planning feels like I'm getting my control back. And I have systems that work. I have rituals within my planning that works. I have repetition in my planning that works. I have routines in my life that just work for me. The thoughts that I put on paper manifest into my daily actions. What I mean by this, the walk, for example, I talk a lot about how I go on morning walks. So that walk that I planned on paper becomes a walk that I physically do the next morning. And that walk that manifested from thoughts into physical action now is beneficial for my eyes in the morning to get morning sunlight. It's beneficial for my body to move first thing in the morning and to move energy Um, It's beneficial for my circadian rhythm in my sleep cycles at night. I sleep better. And the list just goes on and on and on of why this is physically beneficial for my, my body. Not to mention the domino effect that I've now created with this manifestation of thoughts, this physical walk that once became thoughts. Now I'm out walking and now I have this domino effect that I just started. Since I've now done a morning walk, I'm just going to drink my greens. I feel good. I'm going to drink greens. Now that I drank my greens, I'm going to choose a healthy breakfast. And now that I'm choosing a healthy breakfast, my brain is fueled for work. And now that my brain is fueled for work, I make well thought out lasting decisions with lasting impacts. And now that I've had a productive work day, I can be fully present when work is finished. I don't feel like I didn't do everything I had to do because I was half in it, half out. No, I was fully present. I did everything. Now I can fully step away and be fully present in um, my life outside of work. And now that I'm fully present, I can have meaningful conversations with my boyfriend, for example. And now that I'm having meaningful conversations, our relationship grows and nurtures. And this all stemmed from a walk that stemmed from a ritual, a routine, a repetition of what I'm comfortable with. And in this instance, I'm comfortable with planning. So all of this is to say that we need a home base, a baseline of comfort that is beneficial for us. And in this instance, with this ritual, my Sunday night ritual, it is planning and especially my Sunday night planning. So this is exactly how I plan on Sunday nights. And I have this mapped out exactly in my manifest planner, which you can purchase digitally on the manifestplanner.com. I recommend the undated digital version and you can get an instant download to this. The physical version is not currently available. I will let you know when that does become available again. It's not currently, but you can get it digitally. Um, Or you can listen to this episode and just write down this method in a notebook. The choice is up to you. You don't need a special notebook. You can use quite literally any notebook. This is like a random one from Target. So 
any notebook that you have, you can do this. And like I said, uh, the choice is up to you if you want to use my method um, or you just want to write out your own method with the steps that I'm about to walk you through. But this is my Sunday night ritual and routine that manifests itself into a productive week. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things that I love about Indeed is that I've been able to use it for all of my businesses across uh, the last few years, and it's been really amazing. What I love the most is that I'm able to put down like exactly what it is that I want on Indeed and the candidates that match that get sent right to me. And then the hard part actually becomes narrowing down which ones are the best for me because they all are exactly what I'm looking for. And then it really just comes down to like, which do I vibe with the best? And that's honestly pretty hard to choose from. But Indeed makes it really easy for me to find really good quality candidates that find exactly what I'm looking for instantly. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, to light therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's 
honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com manifest. Okay. So the first thing that I do on Sunday nights, I open up a notebook or the manifest planner, whatever you're using. And the first thing that I do, I write down my priorities for the week. Now I try to limit this to three priorities because anything beyond that kind of just becomes a glorified to-do list. And priority really means one, like the most important thing. So even three is a bit frivolous if I do say so myself. So I write down typically three priorities in the order of importance. And this can be anything. It could be school. It could be work-related. It could be personal-related. Mine this week were a mixture of work and personal. So I had two work things and then one personal thing. The second thing that I do after I write down my priorities for the week let me give you an example of priorities so that you kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, an example could be if it's finals week or midterm week for school to study, that could be a priority. Um, one of my priorities was the podcast direction. I talked last week about how I wanted to kind of bring this podcast in a direction of mentorship. And that meant that this week I really wanted to plan out what those episodes would look like and write almost like a business plan of sorts. So that was a direction um, and a priority for me this week. So the podcast was a priority. Um, a second example was my yoga teacher training and I really wanted to focus on yoga this week. So that was a second example. All right. So those are examples of priorities. The second thing that I do underneath my priorities is I write down an intention and this intention will typically align with my priorities or overall well-being quality of life. Um, so this week, my intention, um, I wrote down this week, I will embrace a softer lifestyle, being fully present and digitally disconnected. This aligned with my priorities that I wrote above, but it's also just something that I just want to focus on more. Um, I really just feel like since the summer, I was just so go, go, go that I've just wanted to slow down a little bit in the fall and really just kind of soften a bit. So that's a priority 
with an intention attached to it. So first are my three priorities. And then the second, I write down an an intention that typically aligns within the priorities. The third thing that I do is I write down the week's to-do list. And I refer back to this to-do list multiple times a day throughout the week. And this is ever-changing as it grows, it expands, it gets crossed off, it gets added onto. So I make sure to leave a lot of room for this to-do list because I just keep referring back to it throughout the week. And this could be, it's, it's a mixture of everything. It's a mixture of work, personal, household, like to-dos, random stuff. Like one of the things I had to do this week was I had to call um, the golf cart place to store my golf cart in the winter. Another thing was, um, I had to send out a newsletter for stride. Like there's just random things on it. Some align with my priorities. Others are just the fact of the matter of life that things just have to get done. Um, so just a, an ever growing week long to-do list. And the goal is by the end of the week, everything gets checked off. Um, but if not, it just gets moved over to the next week and that's okay. Okay. So that's the third thing that I do. The fourth thing that I do is I then like to plan my morning routine. And I do this by writing down my non-negotiables. So not every morning looks the same for me time-wise, just because I don't have a standard job where I have to report at you know 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. or log on at a specific time. Like Mondays, for example, my workday typically starts around 9, 30, 10. Um, this week on Tuesday and Wednesday didn't start until about 11. Today, um, I started recording this at about 10 a.m. Tomorrow, I'll probably start working around nine. So every day is a little bit different for me. So rather than writing down like this is the time of day that things are going to happen, I like to write down non-negotiables that I want to do every single morning so that I have my basis of a morning routine that is flexible with time. So for example, my morning non-negotiables for this week are skincare, reading, a morning walk, and tea. Um, The reason that it's skincare, skincare for me is a really good signal that the day is beginning. Reading because I want to read more. And when I wrote out this, it was on Sunday night when I was reading The Nightingale and I wanted to finish it and I did finish it. So good. Now I'm reading The Fourth Wing loving it. Um, morning walk. It's how I get my sunlight in. And it's also just a way to kind of really embrace that softer way of life. And the fourth is tea in place of coffee, because same thing, it's way to embrace that softer way of life. Even though today I do have a Starbucks drink. I wanted to treat myself because why not? So I wrote down my morning non-negotiables and every morning they've been done at different times in whichever order, but they get done every single morning at some point. And it makes me feel like I'm being very consistent in a morning routine. And that makes me feel really good for the whole day. The fifth thing that I write out is my meal plan. I like to write out my meals for the week 
even if I don't know on Sunday night what I'm going to be craving on Thursday night, for example, it's kind of hard to plan for the entire week, but I like having some sort of rough menu to guide off of. And I definitely leave spaces later in the week to be filled in. So like when I wrote this out on Sunday night, I wrote down for sure what I'm going to have Monday and Tuesday. And then I left Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night dinners open um, because who knows what I'm going to be in the mood for on Thursday night. Um, So I write out like a very rough menu. Some weeks I know exactly what I want every single night of the week, but this week I didn't and that's okay. So from my meal plan, I use the word meal plan because I just don't really know what else to use menu. I guess meal plan could sound like very restrictive. I don't eat restrictively. I eat very intuitively, which is kind of why I leave blank spaces, but it's kind of just the best word for the episode. So after my menu slash meal plan is written out, the sixth thing that I plan out from that is a grocery list. I grocery shop on Mondays. So this works for me to make this on a Sunday night. And when I grocery list and I make this meal or I make this grocery list, I typically make it through Wednesday afternoon so that if I need to go back to the store and get stuff for dinner or the latter half of the week, I can shop on Wednesday. And that's typically a much lighter shopping trip because I have like the breakfast and the lunch stuff. Now it's really just like the dinner stuff, which typically fits for Wednesday through Sunday. It's normally just one or two recipes. And I just need like the core ingredients because I typically have everything else. So I make my grocery list really for the beginning of the week and I go shopping on Mondays. That works for me. You will find a system that works for you when it comes to grocery shopping and things like that. But I will make a grocery list after I make my menu for the week. The next thing that I do, yes, I do this all on Sunday nights when I plan and it makes me feel really good. I also forgot to mention that at the top of my page, I always write week of and then the dates. Um, So like week of October 1st through 8th is what I'm referring this episode off of. Okay. The seventh thing that I do after my grocery list is I make a week at a glance with each day of the week. So I write down the day. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I write down the weather, the agenda for that day, and the priority for that day. So an example is Monday. I would write Monday. You can write the date next to it if you want. That would have been October 2nd, but I didn't. Um, Monday, sunny and 80 degrees. I just like to keep track of like what the rough weather is going to be, honestly, just so that I know kind of like how to dress for my walk and so that I don't have to like look at my phone when I wake up. I don't know. I just like to do it. I write down my agenda and in this, I make it very broad. So I kind of just write down appointments that I have for the day. So Monday I have a 10 a.m. meeting and I teach spin at 5 p.m. So I just wrote those two things down and then I write my priority for the day. The way that I work since I work from home and I kind of have my hands in like a bunch of different pots for lack of a better term, when it comes to what I do for work, I like to dedicate days to specific aspects of work. So on Monday, my priority was stride. 
and household to-dos. So think of things like my, my meeting on Mondays are for stride. So then I do a bunch of stride admin stuff on Mondays. And then I also like to grocery shop on Mondays and do like household things like grocery shopping and laundry and tidying up the house and cleaning and things like that. So that's typically how Mondays look. Um, Thursdays, for example, are the days that I record my podcast episodes. So Thursdays are record podcasts. Like that would be an example of a priority on Thursdays, things like that. Um, And yeah, so that's pretty much how I make a week at a glance. And I do that for every day of the week. So then Tuesday was sunny in 82. My agenda was I had yoga at 9.30 a.m. And my priority was the business plan for this podcast. So I kind of just go on and on um, throughout the week of writing down the priorities. And I include Saturdays and Sundays because um, some days I have stuff to do on the weekends. So I write down priorities for those days. All right. Then the eighth thing that I do is I go in and I give each day its own page. So again, if you're using the digital manifest planner, this is already all laid out. But if you're writing the system down in a notebook, then um, I would just go in and give each notebook page its own day. And the way that I format that, and this is just what's worked for me over the years, you can obviously tailor this to however it's going to work best for you. But what I do is I go in and I write down the date. So for example, Monday, October 2nd, uh, 2023, I write down what time I wake up. I just like to track this for whatever reason um, of what time I wake up every day. So I write down the time that I wake up. I obviously leave it blank and I fill it. A lot of this stuff, I just write like the, the skeleton of it, the bones of it. And then I'll go in on that day and then fill it in later because Sunday night I can't write down like what time I woke up Monday morning. You guys get it. So I'll write down, wake up morning non-negotiables and I make that into a checklist. So I make it skincare, walk, read, tea. And then when I do the things, I will check them off so that I feel accomplished. And I'll also kind of log like how long my walk was, what I read, what the tea was that I had, stuff like that. Um, I also like to track my workouts. So I will write down workout and then a semicolon, and then I'll fill it in later what I ended up doing that day. And then I write out my agenda. There are some days where I keep it very broad and um, I will just write like for Tuesday, for example, I had 930 yoga and I knew that I was going to start working after that. So around 11 a.m. I was going to work, but I just wrote down the 930 yoga as my agenda for the day because I had no other calls, no other meetings, no other appointments, nothing to do other than that 930 yoga. And then after that, I was just going to write a business plan for the next couple hours. So I could have written, you know, 11 a.m. begin business plan, but I didn't. I just kept it very broad and that worked for me that day. But for example, on Monday, the day before, I don't know why on Mondays, um, I really like to be detailed about what time I do things. So I wrote 9 a.m. upload video podcast, 10 a.m. management meeting, 11 a.m. breakfast, 11.30 a.m. lift lower body, 1 p.m. grocery shop, 2 p.m. meal prep and lunch, 3 p.m. playlist and to-do list, 4 p.m. get ready, 4.15 leave for studio, 5 p.m. teach. So much more specific. So it really just depends 
um, how my brain wants to be for which certain days. And I think you guys will also have days like this where you're like, okay, I know that on this day, I want to be much more detailed on this day. I can just be more broad. Don't overthink it. Do what feels good to the mind. Then underneath the agenda, I write out a to-do list. And this is when I will refer back to my priority for the day and my week-long to-do list. So on Monday, for example, my priorities are stride and household things. So I will go to the weekly to-do list and I will pull anything that has to do with stride or household to-dos and write it in my to-do list for that day. If it doesn't get done, I typically have Friday afternoons as like a catch-up loose ends sort of day. So I will move a lot of stuff over to Friday afternoons if I have loose ends that just didn't really get done. But I typically try to get everything done on my to-do list. I'm good at it. I'd say like 80% of the time. Um, So then I will just do that for all of the days, um, writing out my daily pages. And then the last thing that I do with my daily pages is um, I... So that's like on typically the left side of the page. And then on the right side, I write brain dump and each day has its own page dedicated to a brain dump. So this could be a journal journaling prompt or just a journal page. Um, this could be where I write down affirmations, gratitudes, um, things like that. This could also be where I just write down notes as I work. I say that all the time that I really like to just have like a page to just write down thoughts so that I can revert back to them later. That's been very helpful for me. So I just always make sure that on the left page is like my agenda, to-do list, morning non-negotiables, things like that. And then the right side is like a full blank page for me to journal. Now that works for me. That doesn't mean it's going to work for you, but it's definitely awesome for me. (laughs) It's like my, my comfort zone. Um, and then that pretty much does it. And yeah, I just write a page for each day of the week. And then before you know it, you just made yourself your own planner. So this is what I do on Sunday nights. Like I said, I have made this into its own thing on the manifestplanner.com. Um, I'll link the exact one that I'm referring to below, but yeah, that is what I do. That's my Sunday night planning routine and ritual. And that really works for me. I feel very centered, very aligned, very in control and very fulfilled when I'm finished this planning session. So after this, I typically feel really good and I like to take this momentum and carry it with me throughout Sunday nights. And this planning makes me feel good. So I I continue on with doing things that make me feel really good. So currently what that is in this season of fall and kind of living a little bit slower, it's reading, it's showering, it's drinking tea, and it's like the vibes of it all. So on a Sunday night, I will take a nice, long, hot shower after I plan with all of my favorite products. And I warm up my towel in a towel warmer, which I'll link my favorite one below. It's such a luxury. And if you want to invest in it, I think it is like such an amazing thing to have. 
I put my towel in there. I put my pajamas in the towel warmer and I really just show love and nurture myself. And while I'm in the shower, I really try to make it very symbolic. Like I'm really washing off the week that I just had and I'm preparing for a new one. I'll wash my hair. I wash my body. I shave. I exfoliate and I will burn a Palo Santo stick in the bathroom. Um, I put the lights on really low. I put a salt rock lamp on. Sometimes I'll put a frequency on or very a soothing um, podcast or just soothing music. And I just really make the most of my Sunday night shower. It's so Mm, it's just like delicious. Like it just feels so good. And especially doing this after planning session, I just feel so put together. It's just such a good feeling. So after I get out of the shower, I'm feeling warm and cozy. I put body oil on, body lotion. I really nurture myself here. Then I make sure I have a good book to curl up and read. So I'm currently reading The Fourth Wing, but if I didn't have a book, one of my favorite things to do on a Sunday night is to go on my Kindle and scroll and choose a new book and just like look through the the store, the Kindle store, and just see what's there. And once I'm freshly showered with a book ready to go, I make a cup of warm tea and I'm currently loving Earl Grey tea with some vanilla and raw milk and it's such a delicious treat. So with my warm PJs and warm tea and a very toasty vibe going on in my book, I have Philips Hue lights and I put them on a relax setting, which is pretty much just like a very orange, warm setting of lights and I dim them and it's so peaceful. And this Sunday night ritual is everything to me. I just feel so relaxed. I feel so good. It's like the ultimate form of self-care and this ritual has really become my baseline. When life gets chaotic, I get to fall back on this because this is what's really comfortable and this is what I know. This is the routine that I've created through repetition. I've repeated this ritual enough times that when all else fails, like this is my foolproof guide and and system to fall back on. This is my home. It's my comfort zone. This planning, the shower, the tea, the vibe, the ritual, the reading of it all, this Sunday night routine is my baseline. Now, it doesn't happen every Sunday night because like there's football now and there might be a Sunday fun day or there's a Sunday dinner or like life just freaking happens and it just just doesn't happen. But when I have the time or when I'm stressed, because I get stressed on some Sunday nights, like some Sunday nights, I just begin to think about like money and I just begin to think about the week ahead or I'm like PMSing or like I just freak out on some Sunday nights. It just happens. And when that does happen and everything just feels like it's going to shit, this is the baseline that I've kind of conditioned myself to fall back on. And that feels really good to have a nurturing routine as my baseline, as my comfort zone, as my home to fall back on. The answer to what should I do on my Sunday night is this, like this is what I should do on a Sunday night. This baseline, it's, it feels really nice. And I think 
That's what's important with your rituals and your routines to have them be your default and to have your default actually be good habits that best serve you rather than having my default be scroll on TikTok for two hours. My default is to read rather than have my default be spiraling in my mind and overthinking and stressing and crying and dumping everything onto my mom or to my boyfriend. It's let's plan. So having your defaults be bulletproof is like the beauty in the routines and the rituals and the repetitions. And trust me, I'm not perfect, but 80% of the time, if my defaults can best serve me, I feel much more grounded and better overall. So this week, I want you to take note of your defaults. Take note of your comfort zones. Are your baseline habits and behaviors helping you or are they hurting you? And this week, can you write them down when you notice what these habits and behaviors are? Could you also remove the judgment when you write them down? Rather than writing, I had extra time, so I scrolled on TikTok for two hours, which is bad. Just simply write, I had free time, I scrolled on TikTok for two hours. If you feel called to write down how it made you feel, go for it. But just don't have the judgment towards yourself when you write it. Just just observe. There's no need to shame yourself or for shame in general in recognizing baseline habits and behaviors, but just simply observing, noticing, and writing them down. And then on Sunday at the end of this week, review your baseline habits and behaviors and your default settings. Think like it's been a long day at work or school. How do you unwind? Or does that unwinding serve you? Does it help you? Does it hurt you? When you're stressed from life, do you lash out or do you look within and internally nurture? And then after reviewing, I want you to journal about them. So on Sunday night, after you've been kind of logging this all week, your baseline habits, journal about them at the end of the week. What do you like about your default habits and behaviors? What is good for you? What can you change? And if you change it, how will it better serve you? What thoughts do you want to bring to life through better baseline habits? And these baseline habits become repetition, which becomes your routine, which becomes a ritual. And to think that this all starts with a thought and that thought manifests into action, which quite literally changes your life. Because when you think about it, our life is nothing more than a manifestation of our thoughts. But that is like a whole other topic that I will get much deeper into in another episode, but not today. And I think I'm going to leave it there. So I want to thank you guys for joining me on this episode of Manifest with Tori DeSimone. Um, Kind of just summing up what I do on Sunday nights and the baseline rituals and routines that go into um, prepping for a productive week, Sunday nights, and do your habits help you or do they hurt you? I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys are excited for the Manifest Book Club. Again, the first one is this um, month, this October, Thursday, the 26th, and it's with The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Um, 
I'm really excited for it. I hope you guys are too. I want to thank you guys so much for listening or watching if you guys are watching on YouTube and thank you so much for all the love on YouTube. Um, we are close to a thousand subscribers on the YouTube channel. So go ahead on over and show it some love. Um, I'll have it linked down below in the show notes, but I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you guys so much for listening to manifest with Tori D. Simone. I love you guys. And I will talk to you guys all next week. Bye guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye.